pick up the phone. We're calling. This is Edwig. This is Willa, your host for this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our first official podcast. Yeah. Well, on YouTube, it would be like our third episode. Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully we'll be able to put this on all other platforms and it will be our first there. Yeah. So we're really excited to have you guys here. We have a lot we want to say. We like to talk. So... I mean, this is the best thing that we can do for ourselves and hopefully for you guys as well. Yeah, and hopefully we get to create a community um, that is positive, that is constantly learning and um, willing to grow. So you can also find us on Instagram, which I'm super excited about because it's so bubbly. It's so it's just positive good vibes on there yeah it's so, a lot of good energy so yeah. yeah hopefully we can create that in this podcast and it's um a time for you guys to escape and just relax and you know hear the conversations that we have and hopefully we can communicate back and forth with you guys yeah so uh we're bringing you guys a pretty interesting topic today that i think we're both excited about and mm-hmm. uh it's about relationships with your parents that's one of the most important relationships in anyone's life it shapes who you are it shapes who you become and uh, we just really wanted to kind of explore it and also explore our own relationship styles with our parents mm-hmm. what they were like growing up what they're like right now yes yeah, how we and feel i like think maybe um i didn't think about that until now which is maybe my bad but maybe changing that to just caretakers or yeah for sure right um and just you know whoever was able to take care of you or be an umbrella over your life um as you're growing up is also a part of this conversation so you know, whoever you looked up to, whether it was your grandparents or your aunt or, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's also it's all a part of the <laughs> the vibe. <laughs> I kind of lost myself there. Anyways, um, I just I guess before we start talking about the types of parenting, which I think is a little bit informative and less of a conversation. What type of relationship do you have with your parents? So. Yeah, so I thought about this, and uh, as you know, growing up, I had two moms, my Mm -hmm. mom's older sister and my mom, and I have very different relationships with both of them. So with my mom's older sister, she was, uh, I would say, my main parent when I was uh, younger, so growing up, I was super, super close to her, and even now, I feel like I can tell her pretty much everything. With my mom, it wasn't, we weren't always close, but as I have grown up, I've grown so, so much closer to my mom. If anything Mm -hmm. big happens or if I'm stuck in any situation, she's the first person that I want to tell. It wasn't always like that. But as I've grown up, I've become closer to her as well. So, but even in my closeness now with both of them, it's still very different. So with my mom's older sister, we even like like the same shows. Yeah. We can talk about boys and, you know, other sensitive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and with my mom, mom, we have the same sense of humor. So every time I call her, I know I'm just going to be laughing. And like I said, in time of crisis, she's the first person that I want to tell. So it's different kinds of closeness, but, you know, very close yeah, to each Yeah, still pretty yeah. connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had different, you know, types of relationships with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was, I kind of practiced this word for like a while, the disciplinarian. <laughs> still say the wrong thing. Disciplinarian. 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 There you go. <laughs> that's that's that was like his role um from like 
as far back as I can remember, so maybe five to like I was 12, he was the the person that would correct us if we were wrong. Like if we were rude, if I didn't do well in like my academics, my dad is the person I would have to face at the end of the day. My mom kind of had this laid back type of role when it mm-hmm. came to like, you know, disciplining me. I can't speak for the boys, but um, I'm I'm the oldest. Excuse me. I'm the oldest and I have two younger brothers. So there was a lot of, I felt like, responsibility on my part to be like a role model and stuff. So I feel like the structuring was more on my part than the boys. I don't think they experienced that. I mean, the second one did, which is Kay. Kuka, I don't really think really understood your experience well yeah well mine and my brother's the 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 middle child but i think the relationship we had with my dad was very different yeah to the one that he had with with my dad i think they are able to be like be buddy buddy he can crack jokes he can be rude he not rude but like you know he can cross the boundaries that we were never able to cross because if we did um we would have some backlash like it was disrespectful you know yeah so um i think when it was only up until i was like 12 my dad couldn't hit me anymore i'm not in an abusive way but he just could not you know i think if you're african you kind of relate towards this maybe even black let me not just limit it to africans but if you're black you kind of relate to the fact that your parents would just whoop your ass like it's there's no ifs buts wins about it um but when i turned 12 and i think it's because i was a girl and i am a girl (laughs) it's because i am female he couldn't hit me you know my boobies were growing and stuff so that would just be weird um and my mom was more i don't know i felt like i think i had a rocky relationship with my mom in the beginning i don't know if this is everybody's experience with mothers and girls i felt like she was not as hands-on with me whereas my dad was very hands-on but my mom also traveled a lot um when we were growing up she's the one that used to do business outside of the country so i didn't get to see her much um i think that has changed now she's my best friend right now like i can call her and be like mom my boyfriend did this or you know recently we had a conversation and she's like um we like did you uh have you had sex (laughs) she did did. and i was like um do you want to talk about it you know (laughs) so we are best friends now and i think maybe that's maybe most people's relationships with their mothers most females relationships with their mothers i think they become stronger as you get older yeah um but yeah that was my relationship i don't know if that kind of explained it but it was very different and i think now i'm really really close to my parents in a different way my dad is more emotional we connect on an emotional level like if i'm having a really shitty crappy day i can call my dad and he can he he will figure it out my mom, on the other hand, is like, get up, girl. Why are you crying? You know, she doesn't yeah. really assess the emotion. She is more of like a and that's just her personality. She's very strong. She's a very strong woman. And I don't know, you know, that's another conversation for another therapy session. But they deal with emotions very differently. So I know who to go to for whatever problem I'm having. If it's an emotional one, I know I'm going to call my dad. Yeah. If it's like a pick me up, we're going to laugh. Let's get things going i'm gonna call my mom yeah you know so yeah for me i would say first of all i can relate on the um the younger sibling having a way different relationship yeah to the parents because yeah the the stuff that my sister gets away with saying i could like i could just never dream of ever saying that to my mom growing up i couldn't i didn't have the i don't want to say luxury but i just didn't have the ability to separate 
uh, different roles because I only had uh, my mom. So I didn't have like the cool mom or the cool dad to go to. I just had the one mom who was a disciplinarian, sometimes a cool mom, sometimes a strict mom. And she was all in one. Right. So I think that's why also growing up, we weren't as close because I didn't know how to kind of separate that. Like, yeah, maybe someone who had just come from disciplining me. And then the next day, maybe I want to tell her something personal. I didn't know how I could go about doing that because it was just one person. That's a very interesting, like, I guess not thought, but experience because I, I don't think I can relate to that yeah. because they had different roles, right? Mm-hmm. So you know who you would talk to for what circumstance, but your mom kind of had to be the strong one, the soft one, the the kind one, yeah, the stern the one. Yeah. So yeah. it must have been really you know difficult on both parts i can imagine yeah for sure but um i mean now i understand the amount of responsibility she had and yeah like i said i genuinely just don't know how she managed to do it and that's why one of the reasons i've become closer to her because i understand more i mean i don't understand fully what she was going through what she could have gone through but now i understand like you know when certain things happened during my childhood it was because of something else deeper and it wasn't because she was out to get me you know what i mean so just yeah i get that so your relationship with your parents has changed as you've grown it has i think and it's i think my friends say this all the time they're very surprised with what type of relationship i have with my parents i for one am it is very freeing you know we are able to have conversations and i think um I can't remember whether I've actually talked about this or I'm about to talk about it for the first time, but my parents, my dad decided to have a conversation with all three of us, um, me and my brothers, and he sat us down and said, you know, let's have a conversation. I don't want to have a physical relationship with you guys where if there's something wrong, I hit you all the time. You know, that's how I was taught to parent and that's not how I want to continue parenting. So if there's anything wrong, I want you guys to be able to talk to me about it. And I think that was such a, you know, pivoting moment in our relationship because not only was he able to tell us when we did something wrong, but we could freely approach him and have a conversation if we felt uncomfortable about something, if we felt like, you know, the way he approached a certain situation was too harsh. He he allowed us and the barrier that we once had was broken. And I think that was really important in my relationship with him. I could talk to him about anything. Yeah. Moving forward. And I think that's amazing because a lot of kids don't get that, especially in African homes. Yeah. You don't really have a space where you feel safe to say, you know, I think the way you treated me in this situation, I didn't appreciate that. Or I can't even say that right now. Like, <laughs> how can I go to my mom and say the way you treated me on da da da? Well, you won't say it like yeah. that. But, but like even expressing that discomfort and like just, you know, because sometimes parents are wrong. Yeah. But I feel like as a parent a lot of them feel like i am the parent so how can i I'd be, be wrong? wrong or but you're human and no even if they know they're wrong they won't admit the, that yeah wrong. i think yeah. it's the fact of um I, th- I don't you know i'm not gonna speak for a parent because i'm not a parent but i'm assuming if I, I think their mentality is if i'm able to tell my child that i'm wrong yeah then like you know the parent figure is no longer there i can actually i remember this one conversation that i had with my dad this was in 20 when i got deported from canada oh um it was um i was going out with mercy who's like i love this human being but she had come over and i had do you remember that jumpsuit i got from the blue one 
Dude, I didn't even have to talk about it. It's the one that, you know what I mean? Yes, oh yes, my God. Yes, okay. So part of my, I, okay, look, part of my butt was showing, but it wasn't really showing. Like if I stood a certain way, you could see it, but you know what I mean? Like it was sneaky. Like, could you pick up a pen in it? How low? Ah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so I decided to wear that. Um, and he was driving us uh, to the club. Mm-hmm. First, we're going to karaoke. Then we're going to go to the club. And um, so this is like maybe two years ago. And he's like, where are you going? And I looked at him and I was like, I'm 22. Where the hell do you think? I'm-? I didn't say that, but you know, in my brain, I'm thinking, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to wear. I'm like 21, yeah. 22. And he said, I am not comfortable with you wearing that. And I got so mad because I felt like, are you kidding me? I am an adult. It really does not matter what I freaking wear. Yeah. I remember entering that car. I was mad. Okay. First of all, I had like half a bottle of wine. That's not the point, though. I arrived at that karaoke thing and I was sitting down with Mercy and we, you know, we had a conversation. My dad sat down and he said, let's talk about it. He did wow. not leave until we spoke about it. And he said, OK, tell me what you think and why you felt like you were comfortable enough to wear that in this environment. And I said, because I'm an adult, like, is it my fault if guys are lasting over me? And he said, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about what you what you're wearing or like how comfortable you feel. I don't want to dictate, you know, how you live in Canada is very different from how you're going to live here. Yeah. It's not you I'm worried about. It's the men that are going to surround you when I leave that I'm worried about, you know, the disrespect that you will face. And I never got it until he said it. So had we not had that conversation, I would have probably gone to bed so mad at him. Yeah. But he said, I'm not going to leave until we talk about it. And I'm going to tell you why I felt like you should not have worn, worn what you were going to wear. And why I told you to change. Yeah. I don't want to dictate what you wear, but I'm not comfortable with the type of men that are going to be in the environment yeah. that you're going to be in. And that's yeah. such a valid point. Because I feel like we kind of forget once we go back home that things yeah. are not the same. Yeah, yeah. Like people will literally get physically or verbally abused for like wearing like really, really short stuff. And, yeah. But as I feel like just being told what to do is... Oh my god. Let me you remember that one time? Which one? When we went to um it was Canada Day. I wore that same jumpsuit. Do yeah, you remember who you approached me and they're like Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll leave okay. Out. Yeah. Anyways, they they really it was kind of weird because in my head I'm thinking you you've been here for a while. So yeah. you should know that I can wear, you know. Anyways, that's besides the point. Let's dive into the types of parenting styles and what we relate to or what we feel like um our parents um what their styles are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you get distracted? I did. Are you tipsy? I am, but I also got distracted because your phone's out there. So oh, I'm like yeah, staring sorry. at you. No, that's fine. So I'm gonna start with authoritative, which is, you know, research says that it is one of the best type of parenting styles and this is maybe me geeking out but it's you know the psychology part of my life that i that i want to share with you guys psych degree what what you know what it is (laughs) so you know um this type of parenting is highly involving um and is great for kids and um these kind of parents set high standards for the kids but also give them guidance to do well and help them achieve those standards so basically um authoritative okay right so it's high demands but also high responsiveness so if there's a standard that they're gonna set they're gonna be there for their kids not tell them what to do but just maybe well i guess tell and guide might be the same thing but guide them and help them make the decision that they need to if they're gonna fall they're gonna be there when they fall basically that's perfect i feel like that's yeah 
I don't want to say there's a perfect style because I I feel like there's cons to every type of style. But that seems like, you know, because I had the question previously that what if those high expectations just can't be lived up to? Yeah. So like the kids, you know, they have everything to uh support them and to guide them but they just can't reach those high expectations then what happens then right yeah and i think that's where the responsiveness comes and i think a parent is able to acknowledge if a kid isn't doing well in this particular setting which i think i love african parents i think they're the strongest human beings on the planet but i also think they have their faults you know i feel like especially when it comes to academics if you're not doing well in school you are the, you know, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but you are basically good for nothing. Um, you know, like it's a running joke in the black community that, you know, if you're not a, a doctor, doctor, a lawyer, lawyer <laughs> or an engineer, engineer yeah, exactly. you know, you're not going to do well in school. And that's, I guess maybe that's what we grew up with, but you know, mm-hmm. that's where the responsiveness comes in. If your kid is not doing well academically, what else can they do well in? Is it sports? Is it music? Is it, yeah. you know, maybe they're born to be in front of a camera or something i just anyways yeah i think also this is a bit of a divergence but um in cases where kids aren't you know academically strong i feel like maybe only now parents are starting to embrace the idea of careers outside of those traditional ones that people consider successful or like respectable careers but like but even now I feel like if I told my mom like I want to quit work and start doing (laughs) social media (laughs) she'd be like "Uh uh-huh what the hell are you doing what is that yeah but I feel like once they see the money coming in they'll be like it's cool because I feel like although we feel like they just don't want us to do what we want to do they have genuine concerns they want us to be because they want us to be stable they want us to you know make a living for ourselves so i do get that worry but you know people are making money from the weirdest things now like i was gonna start doing feed pictures did i tell you really yeah yeah people make hella money i mean you didn't know it's my toes would you you? should do it yeah nice feet i would know them though if i see (laughs) them i'll be like (laughs) i'm gonna do like i'm actually gonna do feed pictures really yeah all the best, eh? Hey, thank you. I can paint them for you. Then you can give me parts, uh, you know, 15% commission. Ten. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, right, permissive. So. Okay, so the next parenting style is permissive. And this one is characterized by low demands and high responsiveness. So they're very responsive to the needs of their children, be it emotionally or mentally, whatever it is. But they don't set limits or are very inconsistent in enforcing boundaries when i was growing up in high school i know a lot of people whose parents had this parenting style and i used to envy them so much because when you're 16 or 15 like no rules is like the ideal life that you want to live or no boundaries right yeah but i think they are important as they they do kind of shape the people we become right and especially with boundaries for example everyone needs to set boundaries for how they want to be treated and they also need to know how to respect other people's boundaries so if they never experienced those growing up they don't really understand what boundaries are how are they going to be proper functioning adults funny enough um studies show that kids that have permissive parents are more likely to show signs of anxiety depression and can be aggressive and have bad social skills really 
Now I don't know, but that's what studies show. I'm not. That's I, interesting. I, I think I'm. I would rather free ranging parents than permissive. Yeah, and would talk about what type of parenting style that is. I guess up next. <laughs> um, and these kind of parents believe in letting their kids be independent by letting them make more decisions in their lives and less supervision. Um, they still have rules in place and want their kids to have some kind of structure, and have respect for the law yeah that was definitely my mom yeah in, I, well in regards to academics she just let me do whatever man pick my subjects and she just kind of trusted that i just knew that i had to work hard <laughs> i don't think my dad trusted me really <laughs> why not okay okay in my defense i think I I went to different schools. Like, I was the test tube baby. I always make a joke about that. They had to kind of figure out which school was right. So my, my brothers have always had, like, you know, whenever they found that right school with me, that's the school my brothers were going to go oh, to. Yeah. So they didn't have to You're test You're the oldest anything. child. You're, like, the, the yeah. placebo. Exactly. Actually, yeah. when I passed my grade 7, my dad was really surprised. I think he actually went to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was well above the high... What is it? The average. I was I was actually in there. I'm not yeah. going to lie. But he was really surprised. And I think academically, I, I was a little... I don't want to say challenged, but shy i don't know i struggled academically because i wasn't confident enough you know when you move from school to school to school mm. you it's difficult for you to find your placing so it's not like i wasn't smart yeah i just wasn't confident enough in my abilities yeah to do well i don't know i can't relate i went to one school primary school one school high school okay i went to Weren't two you the prefects I was Debbie Heckel. <laughs> I was such a good child, though. I feel like that's why my mom could free range most of my... Because yeah. I didn't really do things that I wasn't supposed to do. I was pretty boring, yeah. honestly. My older sister, ah. Do you know she that was she's the opposite my goal of me. In life? Wait, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. I love your older sister. And I yeah. also love your younger sister. I feel like they have such free spirits yeah. in life. They're so different from me. Yeah. But I feel like I mean I love you too. Yeah, you have to. Okay. But I feel like <laughs> they were I feel like my older sister lived. Like sometimes I kind of regret being a good kid, honestly. But you know, it's okay. We move still. <laughs> next parenting style, babe. Always me. Yeah, the next one is authoritarian and this one is characterized by high demands and low responsiveness. So these parents uh with this kind of style have very high expectations for their children but they provide very little in terms of support and feedback as well as nurturing. So um, these parents also tend to punish mistakes harshly. And when they do get... <laughs> when they do give feedback, it's almost always negative, not encouraging, and very downgrading Mm-hmm. So um, kids that have authoritarian parents are, say, to more likely um, engage in behaviors such as smoking, skipping school, and underage drinking. Wow. And you know and what? <laughs> Were you going to yes. say something? I was going to say, um, I think this type of parenting is what most, I, you know, there's a little bit of this in most African parents um the type of you know authoritative authoritarian 
you're right type of authoritarian uh figure in the household like you know you have to be obedient obedient if i say something it's my way and no other way yeah and there's a hierarchy in the family i'm the parent you're the child you can't talk back at me that's final that is what it is you know i think the only difference though is i don't think they're ever neglectful no like they'll make sure you're fed they'll make sure you're going to school (laughs) but it's my way or the highway yeah but i also think do you remember okay i don't know if you're that kid or not but i know i had friends who like didn't tell their parents they're going out to parties so they would you know drink and smoke and they were having sex at like a young age and i mean it's not to say that if you're having sex at a young age you have a certain type of parenting i'm just saying like some of the friends that i had had strict parents that you couldn't even have a conversation with which i think is very it's like a domino effect if you have a household like that and i think at some point i experienced that yeah you know you can't have conversations about sex so where else are you going to learn it if you're not going to learn it from the household and you're going to learn it from your parents you know about safe sex they don't teach us in school yeah you're going to learn from your your friends what like what are they doing you know yeah and, and in most cases they don't know much about it as ex- well like so you're still trying to bad figure- information moving around through and through exactly i feel like um this type of parenting lacks communication yeah i was gonna say though like when you said they used to like you know smoke drink whatever have sex at a very young age i never even like tried to lie about where i was going because i wasn't allowed outside after sunset and i didn't have the guts to lie because yeah. there are people who could lie through their teeth about where they were going but i was just always so scared of getting caught like i, I was it. so scared i did it one time really i did was it, it was was it a lan- good night because i feel like all night no. i'll be like oh it wasn't actually yeah it was the lantern night or something actually something horrible happened that night mm. for, like i don't know why we maybe we weren't involved but i had gone to langiwa's house and my parents you know they didn't every time i was going to langiwa langiwa is my sister you know basically we're i love that human being but if i was going to langiwa's house it was not a problem there was no question and it's not like i was devious about it it just that's just what it was yeah and i know that i didn't want to ask them because it would cost money and my parents did not want to pay like i just i hated asking my parents for money as an adult i think as not an adult as the oldest child you get to see issues in the family. Like if you're yeah. broke, you know that you're having bread and peanut butter for dinner. Not because you want to have bread and peanut butter, but because there's no money. Whereas the boys wouldn't get it. It's just dinner, you know? Yeah. So I always felt nervous. They'd be like, oh, fun. I know, yeah. <laughs> I always felt nervous to ask my parents for money. So this yeah. one time I just decided to go to Langiwe's house. And I remember that night was really crappy. Mm. And I'd never done it again because i hate i just i don't like lying to my parents yeah it makes me oh. itch it makes me uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. i remember babe i actually did it once <laughs> like i i lied i used guande my friend um i just said i was going to her house but there was this party babe let me tell you it was called breakdown okay <laughs> that's where everything went down and i'd never been i was like you know what i want to go and it was during those times of like you know those colored skinny jeans you match them with first of all yeah did you have the green ones i feel like i had green blue purple you name it (laughs) anyways yeah that's yeah that one time but i actually had a pretty fun night really yeah i mean i was kind of god was teaching me a lesson i don't know what god was doing with you but personally he just did not give us a great night yeah did you do it again no, I didn't. I wanted to, but 
I didn't have guts, man. I, I was I was a coward. What type of communication do you have with your with your parents? With my like? friends. Um, with my mom now, I feel like it's more open. I told you about yesterday, right? Yeah. Like I finally told her, like I have a boyfriend, <laughs> and she's like, "Can I start spilling secrets?" No. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. Anyways, but yeah, like I could have never told her something like that. Even like last year, I couldn't have. But yesterday I was just like, you know what? I want her to know. So I just like went ahead and I told her, but I'm feeling much, much freer to open up to her about stuff. And that's also just because we've grown closer as I've grown up. Do you think it's because you're getting older and now like you're able to have conversations that were difficult? Like, you know, you know like as you get older, yeah. you know, family problems. Like, yeah. I think so. I yeah. think so. Because also when I was like, like right now, what can she say? Like, I have my degree. I'm working. Oh, I can have a boyfriend. You know? Let me tell you something. Actually, let me mm. talk about this. Let me speak on it. What happened? Not only do you have your degree, mm. you have a job. Mm -hmm. You are in your own freaking apartment. Mm -hmm. You are doing the damn thing. Thank you. You are doing amazing. Thank you. <laughs> she is really an adult. Anyway. um, Okay. So before you go ahead. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say I was so surprised when I saw how you talk to your parents I was like that's a thing like there are people who talk to their parents like this and I've always been jealous of it because I'm like this is like it must be nice <laughs> you know just to just say whatever you want to say yeah yeah you know what um like I told you I think we spoke about it earlier I can't remember what I spoke about I've had like two glasses of wine but we had my my dad kind of created that open communication i also chose at a young age to not lie to my parents yeah i didn't like the relationships i saw with my friends parents they were not open so meaning they could do stuff behind their back and it was uncomfortable for example if i had a guy over i would introduce that guy to my dad and to my mom only because I didn't want them to not trust me moving forward. I yeah. didn't want them to be suspicious if I was with a certain... They would just be like, hey, you're with... I was about to start dropping names, but you're with <coughs> Jake, for yeah. example. Um, you know, um, it's just the environment that I wanted. I didn't want a lack of trust between me and my parents. So now if they have a question they would just ask me about it. Like, I think I told you the other time my mom was freaking out that I had smoked weed before. And yeah. she's like, you did a video. Like, what is this about? Let's have a conversation. And we had a conversation about it. Even if I'd mentioned it multiple times, I just don't think she's paying attention. Yeah. And things like sex, I was able to tell her, I mean, it's happened, you know, or yeah. it's going to happen. Or I'm thinking about it. Or, hey, I this one time, you know about it. I was in a relationship and I, I you know, this person i was in a relationship with was very not forceful but sex was a huge part of their requirement to be in that relationship and i just did not want to be in a relationship with that person if that was a requirement like i was yeah. not ready so i don't want to you know it's just i'm not comfortable yeah i talked to my mom about it and i said i we broke up. They spoke. They spoke one time. But I was like, she's like, you're not with him anymore. I was like, yeah, he was moving too fast. And I was uncomfortable with the idea of us being together based on that fact. Like, yeah. you know, so conversations like that, that most people are afraid to have. I think, yeah. you know, my parents have met the partner that I'm with today. They've had conversations. Yeah, I don't know. I think in as much, though, as you chose that you wanted an honest relationship 
with them. Yeah. I think I commend them as well for giving you a space where you felt safe enough to be able to do that. Because I feel like... no, I don't want to... Actually, I feel like no kid wants to lie to their parents but sometimes that's they feel true. like they have no choice that's true because, because they want to do some things but they feel like they could never the reaction that they that will get yeah. right so i think it's not like it works both ways as much yeah. as i wanted to be able you know to talk to them they also created an environment for me to be able to speak to them yeah you just have cool parents bro. i don't know <laughs> what i can say you just have cool parents <laughs> it is true they are very Maybe, uh, no, I, I, there's not an excuse for them. I think they also had to unlearn a lot of things that they grew up learning. It, yeah. it, it was a process. Like, we were not always like that. Yeah, for sure. We had, like, I couldn't approach my dad about certain things because I was genuinely afraid because I thought I would get a whooping. Yeah. It was only until that that ended that part of our relationship was closed and he was able to have an open communication, you know, type of relationship with us mm -hmm. that i was able to have a conversation so i think that relationship has evolved it, it wasn't always like that i think yeah. they're cool but they also had to learn to be cool parents For and sure. to be open like even conversations that are very touchy and weird you can tell that they're like uh, okay yeah. but they will they will open themselves up to it so you know if That's you're a parent great. and you're listening to this it takes time and it takes practice you're not always gonna get it right i think my dad you got it wrong a couple of times. Kawe Kandeke, you got it wrong a couple of times. <laughs> wow, you're really calling him out. No, but he, he learned and he, I think the difference is he admits when he's wrong. Yeah. Which makes me see him as a human being. He's not just a parent. He, he's human. I feel like that's probably only 0.05% of African parents who admit, I'm wrong. Wrong? What is wrong? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and um, I wanted to say it makes it so much harder for your kid to say what they feel. If they feel uncomfortable about something, even if they feel like you, they've been treated unfairly, I feel like it's very hard for them to come out to you and say it if you're always right, right? Did I tell you I thought I was adopted? Yeah, you said. Didn't you run away one time? Okay. <laughs> You did not have to do all of that. But yes, I actually thought I because my mom just always treated me different. Yeah. And I was actually going to maybe touch base. I, I, we didn't really talk about this. We kind of wanted our conversations to be organic. We, mm -hmm. you know, we each had something we want to talk about. But I also think um, there is gender bias within African families. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, yes. The way they treat my brothers, I think it's different now because I'm not home anymore, so they have to take care of the home. You know, my brothers cook now, they clean the house, they do all of those things. I don't, I think it's also because they have no other choice. Yeah. But the relationships that fathers or male figures have with their son and with their daughters mm -hmm. are very different. Very different. I think they are very detached. Yeah. And I was speaking to my brother the other day, actually, which is why I, I thought about this. And we were talking about how um, I think he had a weird bad dream or whatever. And he texted, sorry, Kay, I'm about to spill your secrets. I apologize. He doesn't tell me everything. He doesn't tell me everything. I just thought this was really important for the podcast. But he um, texted his group chat or whatever, and mainly males. Mm -hmm. I think it was a boy group chat. <laughs> and he said, I love you guys or something. And like, they didn't say it back or whatever. And he's like, I think my friends are not 
emotional yeah and it made me think i was like why is he able because i can call my brother and be like yo love you bro and he's like love you bro you know we have a very close relationship as you know the five of us we can say i love you freely if we're sad he's able to call me and be like yo i'm not doing well i'm really sad and if i'm sad i'm able to talk to my parents about it yeah and i realized there's such a different dynamic and he spoke to me about it actually he, he mentioned this really pivotal moment in their relationship earlier on um he was going through a really stressful time i i i'm gonna speak on this mom and dad i don't really know where you're at right now so i mean if you want to correct you can correct me but they had separated at that particular time now i wasn't there i was here and um he was basically explaining how he was super stressed it was four and five mock exams something happened with his friends Mom and dad were not like in a good space. They had to move from place to place. And, you know, one weekend there was my dad, one weekend there was my mom. It was an issue. And he remembers like Kuka, who's my younger brother, the youngest one in the family, arguing with my dad. They had a rocky relationship at that time. And while they were arguing, he just broke down and cried. Yeah. And he was so stressed. And I think he couldn't articulate that at that time, but he was really sad and so stressed. And he remembers, um, you know, after my dad spoke to the both of them, he sent Kuka upstairs and dad was like, okay, we're not like, do you want to talk about it? And he said, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not going to leave until you tell me what's wrong. So if you want to sit here all night, we're going to sit here all night until you're able enough, not able, but until you're comfortable enough to talk to me about it. Yeah. And they spoke about it. And I was like, damn, I never really realized that, you know, they have a relationship of their own. And I think maybe that's why he's able to, to be in his own emotion and articulate what he's feeling because papa kind of created that environment for him and i don't think a lot of fathers and you know i'm not i'm not saying you know this is no fault of this is just my dad's parenting style he will sit you down and talk you through it and i think it's really important for male figures to do that in the family because then you're able to manage and articulate your emotions and feelings in yeah. different environments, whether it's the class, especially in relationships when you get older um, and relationships with your peers. It helps you manage your emotions. And I, yeah, yeah. anyways, that was no, a lot of me rambling. Yeah, that's such an amazing way to go about uh, those kinds of situations because I know a lot of us growing up were hit. I was never hit, but I'm just saying, y'all were hit. <laughs> Everybody but, that wasn't hit, I look at you and I'm thinking, how the hell did you turn yeah, out to be an okay I probably was being? only hit when I was like six or something. What was life like? What did you, what type of discipline did you get? I told you, I was a good kid. She would just shout. I am a good kid. What are you, I am. You're okay, babe. You're okay. <laughs> you are naughty sometimes. You're okay. Anyways, but I was going to say Academically, like. Academically, I'm not. Yeah. Some of these styles, I feel like they get passed on from generation to generation. Our parents probably hit us because their parents hit them. And I used, this was me. Like when anyone ever asked me like, will you hit your kids? I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And I don't know why I would say that because I was never hit growing up. But hitting but someone does it. not solve anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't solve anything ever. So the fact that he's adopted that style of parenting where he'll sit you down, he'll talk to you, find out what's going on, find out what's wrong. How can we fix it together? I feel like that's more um, productive and more conducive to growth than hitting your kid, right? And I feel like that's maybe a very unpopular opinion for a lot of African households because even me, like, my hand was so loose with my little sister. I'm sorry to be I'm sorry. <laughs> but she was so naughty. And I was just used to, like, 
you know. And my mom's like, why hitting my child? But, you know, it's just something that was in me. But I feel like just sitting someone down and talking to them. Because when you've hit them, what have you done? Yeah. What have you done? Honestly, I think there's a lot of... I don't know if this is a heavy term, but I think it causes generational curses. Mm. If you have a negative physical relationship with your kids. Yeah. I remember... Damn, I don't know how honest we're meant to be on this podcast. You can be as honest as you feel comfortable. Okay. So my dad stopped hitting me when I was 12. Yeah. But I think I I had a weird fear oh. with male males hitting you. Not like that, but like it just I think as a child it created a negative relationship with the opposite sex. Yeah. So I remember I was um, the the relationship I'm in right now. My partner was like we were arguing and he was reaching to go over me to grab something. Oh, it was shit. right next to me and I froze. I remember freezing and I like I I ducked. I, I just ducked. That's so key PTSD, bro. <laughs> I know. Oh, high key, whatever. No, I I ducked, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I froze, like I just I sat there and I I kind of looked up because he he was surprised. He's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. He's like, "Did you think I was gonna hit you?" And I looked at him and I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm actually nervous just thinking about it." But he's like, why would you think that? Why would you even think that? I was like, you're raising your voice. And I associate raising your voice and the physical act of you reaching. I just thought you were going to hit me. And he's like, I'm not going to touch. I wouldn't yeah. touch you. Why would I don't? I, I mean, I, after that, he held me and he's like, you know, I want you to be That's comfortable. That's so sad, bro. <laughs> but I didn't, it was only after that experience we spoke about it. And he's, he kind of picked my brain. He's like, why would you react that way? And I realized that. As I was growing up, that's the relationship I had when my father raised his voice when I was like 11, 10 or whatever. Yeah. And the next would be a beating if I didn't. And it was always academics. My dad never hit me for anything else. Like yeah. it was always, so you can imagine <laughs> if you know I was beat, then you know my academics were really rough every term. Yeah. But um, I was never naughty. Like I wasn't disrespectful. So academically is when he would hit me. So I would associate raising your voice with something bad's about to happen and that physical act of him reaching mm. yeah anyways i realized there's actually a lot that goes on yeah when you hit your kid like i said he didn't hit me past 12 but there's still things that you have to unlearn Ish, i'm sorry that sounds rough <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really rough yeah i i grew up in a household of just like all women so it wasn't you that know. must have been vibes, though. It was vibes. I feel like it must have been fun. Yeah, I think the only I'm male the figures mm -hmm. in my life were my grandpa and, like, my older cousin that we grew up with. But, um, yeah, it was just mostly us women, just me, my mom, my sister. Do you know what's weird? What? So I was lazy. I still am when, when it comes to waking up in the morning. I mm -hmm. hate, like, I, oh my, like, I'm not a morning person. But I would wake up when my father got up and then when he left for work, because I would only be home three months out of the year, out of yeah. boarding school. And I knew, you know what would wake me up? Mm. You guys, this is kind of weird. His shoe. Yeah. So when it go, yeah. I would like instinctive, like I would get up. My body would just wake up. I'm like, I need to get up because my mom is going to be mad. My dad's going to be mad. I mean, obviously that yeah. relationship kind of changed, but. 
Yeah. Damn, I feel like a lot it. of African households have really like cultivated this environment of fear within yeah. their kids. Yeah. And I remember, okay, these were rough times, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't always like this, but these were rough times. There's a time when like, uh, I think my mom would come back from work. So we'd hear her at the gate. Everyone who is sitting down would stand up, find something to do, wash yeah. dishes that are already washed, sweep a floor that's already clean, just do something, you know, just do what something. What is it about African parents and you just being at peace with life? <laughs> no, 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 seriously. What is it you that can agitates when you sleep? What is it that agitates them? If yeah. you're not cleaning, you should be studying. Like, I know my mom would be like, you're cooking and you're watching TV. You mean to tell me you, you can't just cook? Okay, yeah. girl, but like it's boiling. Like, what do you want me to do? It's <laughs> boiling. Like, I can watch some. They just, I think they hate it when your hands are free. Yeah. Anyways, communication. Yeah. Sorry, we kind of like yeah, it's Yeah, trailed. it's key. And I feel like a lot of parents don't know their kids. Like, they don't know oh. their kids. And I feel like a lot as well are always complaining about, yeah, she just doesn't talk. She just doesn't say anything. Have you made it safe for her? To, to come com- to you yeah, to have a conversation. That yeah, is a so we yeah, point. a lot of parents are really raising strangers. And I I know for a fact I don't want that when I finally do have kids and like Am I gonna be an auntie soon? Soon, eight years. <laughs> My mom was like, not before thirty. Your mom wants you to get pregnant after thirty? Well, she was like, she didn't say that exactly, but she had me in 28. And I told you, she said, like, that was earlier than I anticipated. And I was like, you know, you know the vibes. Because I'm not. I think my mom had me at 20. Mom. Really? I'm not in any rush at all. But, anyways, when I do finally have kids, I want to be a mom that they can come to for things, you know? Yeah. Are you going to give your kids the talk? Yes. And the reason why is because. I was a late bloomer. Mm. I think I learned about... No, I'm not going to tell you when, but I, I was... 15, we know. 15, girl. 16? 17? Wait, what is your question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about late blooming. You said okay. I learned about I something. Can tell you, I can tell you my first kiss happened when I was 16. Oh, okay. So that is really late, I feel like, especially in the form that I was in. But I... I want to be able to have an environment where they can talk to me about... I just... It's terrifying to learn things, sensitive things, outside of your home. Yeah. And if you don't teach your kids, the world is going to teach your child. Yeah. Trust and believe I learned a lot of things from my friends. Like, yeah. But you know what my mom did? I think I've told you this story before, like with the period talk. She didn't even give me that. I was in grade six, I think, and my sister... Oh, actually, maybe I was in like grade five. My yeah. sister was in grade six. She didn't give us the talk. She just went to some clinic, some hospital. She got a nurse. That nurse came to my primary school and talked to everyone. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's exactly what no. she did. So I feel like Your she, mom organized that and yeah, talked to everybody? Yeah. They came to school and talked to us about periods and everything. So, you know, she couldn't do it herself, but she found someone professional oh, oh, but at who least was qualified you had a to conversation do it. about yeah. it. Yeah, I just found that funny though, but you know, I'll probably do the same. If I'm feeling awkward, I am not. Uh-uh. Oh my God, this fringe is in my eyeball. I feel like, no, babe, times are changing. I think you'll be able to talk to your, your kids about probably. I'm sure they'll probably be like, that's so gross. They'll be like, mom, stop. Exactly. Like, I feel like our relationship <laughs> is going to be very different. Yeah. Um, Sorry, kind of like rambled on there. Um, What else do you want to talk about? I, um. <clears throat> That's what I have. That's about it, eh? Okay. 
Yeah. Oh. I also wanted to talk about maybe just to like round us off in terms of sometimes the words that parents say to their kids. And I know oh like when they get angry, you know, it's just like a lashing out. And I feel like sometimes that anger is a bit misplaced <laughs> and it's just coming to us, your kids. But like, I feel like some of those words that parents say to their kids, they'll stay with them forever because you can't forget words. And people are always saying like, you can get hit, you know, tomorrow, like you, you've healed, you're fine. But words, they'll kind of stay with you. So I do, I don't know if any parents are even going to watch this, but anyways, people of our generation who are going to watch this video, when you do grow up and have your own kids, I do urge you to take care when you say words to your kids about what words you say to your kids because it can affect them oh my god and sometimes they can never forget what you say sorry mom i think we spoke about it this one time i don't know my parents have made some mistakes i remember i hadn't cleaned dishes i've told you about this i'm not remembering like when you just say kid um words will stick with you Mm. i was like there's something i remembered my mom saying to me Mm. and i just i've never let it go i mean i let it go but now i'm thinking about it i remember i hadn't like cleaned the dishes and she told me like four times. You know, your mom tells you one time, you're like, I'll do it. Man. Yeah. I'll do it. Go clean. When boy, wait. That what means you mean? dog you. <laughs> oh, I've never, like, I had never been so hurt in my life. That's funny. But I, <laughs> <laughs> as a child, it wasn't funny. But I think I remember thinking, does she not think I'm beautiful? Like, what's wrong with me? And I think I had a conversation with her later on in life, but I'd carried that for such a long time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the words that you say to your kids are really, they shape who your kids are when you say they're stupid, when, you know, just especially, and you know, you can't fault your parents. Yeah. They're going through a lot, especially this economic climate. Yeah. <laughs> you better and forgive your parents a constant now, thing. If you're, if you keep getting told you're stupid or yeah. you're dumb, like, yeah. you know, it can be very, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Anyways, you know what? I think there's a lot we have to say about this conversation. I think what would be really cool is if we had males or the opposite sex yeah, coming here to kind of talk about yeah, their upbringing because it must have been different, you know? I yeah. think the opposite sex is really close to their moms. Yeah. I know my brothers are like this with mom. Like, that's like their best friend. So yeah. it would be really interesting to kind of t- like talk about what type of relationship you have with your parents and i hope this conversation opens up doors or i don't know i i hope it it opens up a way to communicate with your parents yeah or just have a conversation even if you don't agree with us if there are things you want us to maybe change or think about or learn we encourage you to like email us or follow us on instagram it would be really really cool and thank you so much for watching really Oh, and listening. We appreciate you guys. You can find us on YouTube. um, Hopefully soon Spotify and Apple. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. And yeah. Have a great week. Yeah. We kind of just cut this one (laughs) short. It was just getting too long. Yeah. We appreciate you guys and we hope you stay on. Okay. Bye. Bye. We'll be calling.